Today's Parashah 26, Leviticus 9, and as always, we are reading out of the complete Jewish Bible. Shabbat Shalom. On the eighth day, Moses called Aaron, his sons, and the leaders of Israel, and said to Aaron, Take a male calf for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering, both without defect, and offer them before Adonai. Then tell the people of Israel, Take a male goat for a sin offering and a calf and a lamb, both a year old and without defect, for a burnt offering, and an ox and a ram for peace offerings to sacrifice before Adonai. Also a grain offering mixed with olive oil, because today Adonai is going to appear to you. They brought what Moses had ordered before the tent of meeting, and the whole community approached and stood before Adonai. Moses said, This is what Adonai has ordered you to do, so that the glory of Adonai will appear to you. Moses told Aaron, Approach the altar, offer your sin offering and burnt offering, and make atonement for yourself and the people. Then present the offering of the people and make atonement for them, as Adonai ordered. So Aaron approached the altar and slaughtered the calf of the sin offering, which was for himself. The sons of Aaron presented the blood to him, and he dipped his finger in the blood and put it on the horns of the altar. Then he poured out the blood at the base of the altar. But the fat, the kidneys, and the covering of the, of the liver of the sin offering he made go up and smoke on the altar, as Adonai had ordered Moses. The meat and the skin were burned up completely outside the camp. Next he slaughtered the burnt offering. Aaron's sons brought him the blood, and he splashed it against all sides of the altar. They brought him the burnt offering, piece by piece, and the head, and he made them go up and smoke on the altar. He washed the inner organs and the lower parts of the legs and made them go up and smoke on top of the burnt offering on the altar. Then the people's offering was presented. He took the goat of the sin offering, which was for the people, slaughtered it and offered it for sin, like the earlier sin offering. The burnt offering was presented, and he offered it in the prescribed manner. The grain offering was presented. He took a handful of it and made it go up and smoke on the altar, in addition to the morning burnt offering. He slaughtered the ox and the ram. The people sacrifices peace offerings, and Aaron's sons brought him the blood, which he splashed against all sides of the altar, and the fat of the ox and of the ram, the fat tail and the fat which covers the inner organs, the kidneys and the covering of the liver. They put the fat on the breasts and he made the fat go up and smoke on the altar. The breasts and the right thigh Aaron waved as a wave offering before Adonai as Moses had ordered. Aaron raised his hands toward the people blessed them, and came down from the from offering the sin offering, the burnt offering, and the peace offerings. Moses and Aaron entered the tent of meeting, came out, and blessed the people. 
Then the glory of Adonai appeared to all the people. Fire came forth from the presence of Adonai, consuming the burnt offering and the fat on the altar. When all the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. But Nadav and Abihu, sons of Aaron, each took his censer, put fire in it, laid incense on it, and offered unauthorized fire before Adonai, something he had not ordered them to do. At this, fire came forth from the presence of Adonai and consumed them, so that they died in the presence of Adonai. And Moses said to Aaron, This is what Adonai said, Through those who are near me I will be consecrated, and before all the people I will be glorified. Aaron kept silent. Moses called Mishael and Elsaphon, sons of Uziel, Aaron's uncle, and told them, Come here and carry your cousins away from in front of the sanctuary to a place outside the camp. They approached and carried them in their tunics out of the camp, as Moses had said. Then Moses told Aaron and his sons, Eleazar and Edomar, Don't unbind your hair or tear your clothes in mourning, so that you won't die, and so that Aaron won't be angry with the entire community. Rather, let your kinsmen, the whole house of Israel, mourn. Because of the destruction, Adonai brought about with his fire. Moreover, don't leave the entrance to the tent of meeting or you will die, because Adonai's anointing oil is on you. Adonai said to Aaron, Don't drink any wine or other intoxicating liquor, neither you nor your sons with you, when you enter the tent of meeting, so that you will not die. This is to be a permanent regulation through all your generations, so that you will distinguish between the holy and the common, and between the unclean and the clean, and so that you will teach the people of Israel all the laws Adonai was told through Moses. Moses said to Aaron and to Eleazar and Edomar, his remaining sons, Take the grain offering left from the offerings for Adonai made by fire and eat it without leaven next to the altar, because it is especially holy. Eat it in a holy place, because it is your and your son's share of the offerings for Adonai made by fire. For this is what I've been ordered. The breast that was waved and the thigh that was raised, you are to eat in a clean place you, your sons, and your daughters with you. For these are given as your and your children's share of the sacrifices of the peace offerings presented by the people of Israel. They are to bring the raised thigh and the waved breast, along with the offerings of fat made by fire, and wave it as a wave offering before Adonai. Then it will belong to you and your descendants with you as your perpetual share, as Adonai has ordered. Then Moses carefully investigated what had happened to the goat of the sin offering and discovered that it had been burnt up. He became angry with Eleazar and Itamar, the remaining sons of Aaron, and asked, Why didn't you eat the sin offering in the area of the sanctuary, since it is especially holy? 
He gave it to you to take away the guilt of the community, to make atonement for them before Adonai. Look, its blood wasn't brought into the sanctuary. You should have eaten it there in the sanctuary as I ordered. And Aaron answered Moses, Even though they offered their sin offering and burnt offering today, things like these have happened to me. If I had eaten the sin offering today, would it have pleased Adonai? On hearing this reply, Moses was satisfied. Adonai said to Moses and Aaron, Tell the people of Israel, These are the living creatures which you may eat among all the land animals. Any that has a separate hook which is completely divided and chews the cud, these animals you may eat. But you are not to eat those that only chew the cud or only have a separate hook. For example, the camel, the coney, and the hare are unclean for you because they chew the cud but don't have a separate hook. While the pig is unclean for you, because although it has a separate and completely divided hook, it doesn't chew the cud. You are not to eat meat from these or touch their carcasses. They are unclean for you. Of all the things that live in the water, you may eat these. Anything in the water that has fins and scales, whether in seas or in rivers, these you may eat. But... Everything in the seas and rivers without both fins and scales, of the small water creatures, and of all the living creatures in the water, is a detestable thing for you. Yes, these will be detestable for you. You are not to eat their meat, and you are not to, not to detest their carcasses. And you are to detest their carcasses. Whatever lacks fins and scales in the water is a detestable thing to you. The following creatures of the air are to be detestable for you. They are not to be eaten. They are detestable thing. The eagle, the vulture, the osprey, the kite, the various kinds of buzzards, the various kinds of ravens, the ostrich, the screech owl, the seagull, the various kinds of hawks, the little owl, the coromant, the great owl, the horned owl, the pelican, the barn owl, the stork, the various kinds of herons, the hoopie, and the bat. All winged swarming creatures that go on all fours are detestable thing for you, except that of all the winged swarming creatures that go on all fours, you may eat those that have joined, jointed legs above their feet, enabling them to jump off the ground. Especially of these, you may eat the various kinds of locusts, grasshoppers, katydids, and crickets. But other than that, all winged swarming creatures having four feet are a detestable thing for you. The following will make you unclean. Whoever touches the carcass of them will be unclean until evening. And whoever picks up any part of their carcass is to wash his clothes and be unclean until evening. Every animal that has a separate but incompletely divided hook or that doesn't chew the cud is unclean for you. 
anyone who touches them will become unclean. Whatever goes on its paws, along among all animals that go on all fours is unclean for you. Whoever touches its carcass will be unclean until evening. And whoever picks up its carcass is to wash his clothes and be unclean until evening. These are unclean for you. The following are unclean for you among the small creatures that swarm on the ground. The weasel, the mouse, the various kinds of lizards, the gecko, the land crocodile, the skink, the sand lizard, and the chameleon. They are unclean crawling creatures. Whoever touches them when they are dead will be unclean until evening. Anything on which one of these falls when dead will become unclean. Wooden utensils, article of clothing, leather, sacking, any utensil used for work, it must be put in water and it will be unclean until evening, then it will be clean. If one of them falls into a clay pot, whatever it is in, it will become unclean. And you are to break the pot. Any food permitted to be eaten, that water from such a vessel gets on, will become unclean. And any permitted liquid in such a vessel will become unclean. Everything on which any carcass part of theirs falls will become unclean. Whether oven or stove, it is to be broken in pieces. They are unclean and will be unclean for you. Although a spring or cistern for collecting water remains clean. But anyone who touches one of their carcasses will become unclean. If any carcass part of theirs falls on any kind of seed to be sown, it is clean. It is clean. But if water is put on the seed and the carcass part of theirs falls on it, it is unclean for you. If an animal of a kind that you are permitted to eat dies, whoever touches its carcass will be unclean until evening. A person who eats meat from its carcass or carries its carcass is to wash his clothes. He will be unclean until evening. Any creature that swarms on the ground is a detestable thing. It is not to be eaten. Whatever moves on its stomach goes on all fours or has many legs. All creatures that swarm on the ground, you are not to eat them because they are a detestable thing. You are not to make yourselves detestable with any of these swarming, crawling creatures. Do not make yourselves unclean with them. Do not defile yourselves with them. I am Adonai, your God. Therefore, consecrate yourselves and be holy, for I am holy. And do not defile yourselves with any kind of swarming creature that moves along the ground. For I am Adonai who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. Therefore, you are to be holy because I am holy. Such then is the law concerning animals, flying creatures, all living creatures that move about in the water, and all creatures that swarm on the ground. Its purpose is to distinguish between the unclean and the clean, and between the creatures that may be eaten and those that may not be.
And then we have Numbers 19, 1 through 22. And this is the, the purification before Passover. Okay. The red heifer sacrifice. Okay. Adonai said to Moses and Aaron, This is the regulation from the Torah which Adonai has commanded. Tell the people of Israel to bring you a young red female cow without fault or defect, and which has never borne a yoke. You are to give it to Eliezer the Cohen. It is to be brought outside the camp and slaughtered in front of him. Eliezer the Cohen is to take some of its blood with his finger and sprinkle its blood toward the front of the tent of meeting seven times. The heifer is to be burnt to ashes before his eyes. Its skin, meat, blood, and dung is to be burnt to ashes. The Cohen is to take cedar wood, hyssop, and scarlet yarn and throw them onto the heifer as it is burning up. Then the Kohen is to wash his clothes and himself in water, after which he may re-enter the camp, but the Kohen will remain unclean until evening. The person who burned up the heifer is to wash his clothes and himself in water, but he will remain unclean until evening. A man who is clean is to collect the ashes of the heifer and store them outside the camp in a clean place. They are to be kept for the community of the people of Israel to prepare water for purification for sin. The one who collected the ashes of the heifer is to wash his clothes and be unclean until evening for the people of Israel and for the foreigners staying with them this is a permanent regulation anyone who touches a corpse no matter whose dead body it is will be unclean for seven days he must purify himself with these ashes on the third and seventh days then he will be clean but if he does not purify himself the third and seventh days he will not be clean Anyone who touches a corpse, no matter whose dead body it is, and does not purify himself, has defiled the tabernacle of Adonai. That person will be cut off from Israel, because the water for purification was not sprinkled on him. He will be unclean. His uncleanliness is still on him. This is the law when a person dies in a tent. Everyone who enters the tent and everything in the tent will be unclean for seven days. Every open container without a cover closely attached is unclean. Also, whoever is in an open field and touches a corpse, whether of someone killed by a weapon or of someone who died naturally, or the bone of a person or a grave will be unclean for seven days. For the unclean person, they are to take some of the ashes of the animal burned up as a purification from sin and add them to fresh water in a container. A clean person is to take a bunch of hyssop leaves, dip it 
<clears throat> in the water and sprinkle it on the tent, on all the containers, on the people who were there and on the person who touched the bone or the person killed or the one who died naturally or the grave. The clean person will sprinkle the unclean person on the third and seventh days. On the seventh day he will purify him. Then he will wash his clothes and himself in water, and he will be clean at evening. The person who remains unclean and does not purify himself will be cut off from the community because he has defiled the sanctuary of Adonai. The water for purification has not been sprinkled on him. He is unclean. This is to be a permanent regulation for them. The person who sprinkles the water for purification is to wash his clothes. Whoever touches the water for purification will be unclean until evening. Anything the unclean person touches will be unclean, and anyone who touches him will be unclean until evening. Then we have Ezekiel 36, 16 through 38. Ezekiel 36, 16. That's page 689. The word of Adonai came to me, human being. When the house of Israel lived in their own land, they defiled it by the manner of life and their actions. Their way before me was like the uncleanness of Nida. Therefore I poured out my fury on them because of the blood they had shed in the land and because they defiled it with their idols. I scattered them among the nations and dispersed them throughout the countries. I judged them in keeping with their manner of life and actions. When they came to the nations they were going to, they profaned my holy name, so that the people said of them, these are Adonai's people who have been exiled from his land. But I am concerned about my holy name which the house of Israel is profaning among the nations where they have gone. Therefore, tell the house of Israel that Adonai Elohim says this, I am not going to do this for your sake, house of Israel, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have been profaning among the nations where you went. I will set apart my great name to be regarded as holy, since it has been profaned in the nations. You profaned it among them. The nations will know that I am Adonai, says Adonai Elohim, when before their eyes I am set apart through you to be regarded as holy. For I will take you from among the nations, gather you from all the countries, and return you to your own soil. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your uncleanliness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit inside you. I will take the stony heart out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. 
I will put my spirit inside you and cause you to live by my laws. Respect my rulings and obey them. You will live in the land I gave to your ancestors. You will be my people and I will be your God. I will save you from all your uncleanliness. I will summon the grain and increase it and not send famine against you. I will multiply the yield of fruit from the trees and increase production in the fields so that you never again suffer the reproach of famine among the nations. Then you will remember your evil ways and your actions that were not good. As you look at yourselves, you will loathe yourselves for the, your guilt and disgusting practices. Understand, says Adonai Elohim, that I am not doing this for your sake. Instead, be ashamed and dismayed for your ways, house of Israel. Adonai Elohim says, when the day comes for me to cleanse you from all your guilt, I will cause the cities to be inhabited and the ruins to be rebuilt. The land that was desolate will be tilled, whereas formerly it lay desolate for all passing by to see. Then they will say, the land that used to be desolate has become like the <coughs> Guard Eden. Gan Eden. Mm, Gan Eden. And the cities formerly ruined, abandoned, and wasted have been fortified and are inhabited. Then the nations around you will remain, that remain, will know that I, Adonai, have rebuilt the ruins and replanted what was abandoned. I, Adonai, have spoken, and I will do it. Adonai Elohim says, in addition, I will let the house of Israel pray to me to do this for them, to increase their numbers like sheep, like flocks of sheep for sacrifices, like the flocks of sheep in Jerusalem that its designated times in this decree will be ruined cities, be filled with flocks of people. Then they will know that I am Adonai. Then we have Acts 10, 1 through eleven eighteen. That's page thirteen seventy four. There was a man in Caesarea named Cornelius, a Roman army officer in what was called the Italian Regiment. He was a devout man, a God fearer as was his whole household. He gave generously to help the Jewish poor and prayed regularly to God. One afternoon, around three o'clock, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at the angel terrified. What is it, sir? He asked. Your prayers, replied the angel, and your acts of charity have gone up into God's presence so that he has you on his mind. Now send some men to Jaffa and bring back a man named Simon, also called Peter. He's staying with Simon the leather tanner, who has a house by the sea. As the angel that had spoken to him went away, Cornelius called two of his household slaves 
and one of his military aides, who was a godly man, he explained everything to them and sent them to Jaffa. The next day, about noon, while they were still on their way and approaching the city, Peter went up onto the roof of the house to pray. They began to feel hungry and wanted something to eat. He began to feel hungry and wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing the meal, he fell into a trance in which he saw heaven opened and something that looked like a large sheet being lowered to the ground by its four corners. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals, crawling creatures, and wild birds. Then a voice came to him, Get up, Peter, slaughter and eat. But Peter said, No, sir, absolutely not. I have never eaten food that was unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time, Stop treating as unclean what God has made clean. This happened three times, and then the sheet was immediately taken back up into heaven. Peter was still puzzling over the meaning of the vision he had seen when the men Cornelius had sent, having inquired for Simon's house, stood at the gate and called out to ask if the Simon known as Peter was staying there. While Peter's mind was still on the vision, the spirit said, Three men are looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and have no misgivings about going with them, because I myself have sent them. So Peter went down and said to the men, You are looking for me? Here I am. What brings you here? And they answered, Cornelius, he's a Roman army officer, an upright man, and a God-fearer a man highly regarded by the whole Jewish nation, and he was told by a holy angel to have you come to his house and listen to what you have to say. So Peter invited them in to be his guests. The next day, he got up and went with them, accompanied by some of the brothers from Jaffa, and he arrived at Caesarea the day after that. Cornelius was expecting them. He had already called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell prostrate at his feet. But Peter pulled him to his feet and said, Stand up, I myself am just a man. As he talked with him, Peter went inside and found many people gathered. He said to them, You are well aware that for a man who is a Jew to have close association with someone who belongs to another people or to come and visit him is something that is just not done. But God has shown me not to call any person common or unclean. So when I was summoned, I came without raising any questions. Tell me then, why did you send for me? Cornelius answered, Three days ago around this time, I was at my prayers in my house when suddenly a man in shining clothes stood in front of me. He said, God has heard your prayer and remembered your acts of charity. Now send to Jaffa and ask for Simon, known as Peter. 
He is staying in the house of Simon, a leather tanner by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and you have been kind enough to come. Now all of us here are here in the presence of God to hear everything the Lord has ordered you to say. Then Peter addressed them, I now understand that God does not play favorites, but that whoever fears him and does what is right and acceptable to him, no matter what people he belongs to. Here is the message that he sent to the sons of Israel, announcing shalom to Yeshua the Messiah, who is Lord of everything. You know what has been going on throughout Judah, starting from the Galilee after the immersion that John proclaimed, how God anointed Yeshua from Nazareth with the Rock HaKodesh and with power, how Yeshua went about doing good and healing all the people oppressed by the adversary because God was with him. As for us, we are witnesses of everything he did, both in the Judean countryside and in Jerusalem. They did away with him by hanging him on the stake. But God raised him up on the third day and let him be seen, not by all the people, but by all witnesses God had previously chosen. That is, by us, who ate and drank with him after he had risen again from the dead. Then he commanded us to proclaim and attest to the Jewish people that this man has been appointed by God to judge the living and the dead. All the prophets bear witness to him that everyone who puts his trust in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Peter was still saying these things when the Rach HaKodesh fell on all who were hearing the message. All the believers from the circumcision faction who had accompanied Peter were amazed by the gift of the Rach HaKodesh, who was also being poured out on the Goyen, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Peter's response was, is anyone prepared to prohibit these people from being immersed in water? After all, they have received the Rach HaKodesh just as we did. And he ordered that they be immersed in the name of Yeshua the Messiah. Then they asked Peter to stay on with them for a few days. The emissaries and the brothers throughout Judah <coughs> heard that the Goyim had received the word of God. But when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the members of the circumcision faction criticized him, saying, You went into the homes of uncircumcised men and even ate with them. In reply, Peter began explaining in detail what had actually happened. I was in the city of Jaffo praying, and in a trance I had a vision. I saw something like a large sheep being lowered by its four corners from heaven, and it came down to me. I looked inside and saw four-footed animals, beasts and prey, crawling creatures and wild birds. I heard a voice telling me, get up, Peter, slaughter and eat. And I said, no, sir, absolutely not. Nothing unclean has ever entered my mouth. But the voice spoke again from heaven, stop 
treating as unclean what God has made clean. This happened three times and then everything was pulled back up into heaven. At that very moment, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea arrived at the house where I was staying and the spirit told me to have no misgivings about going back with them. These six brothers also came with me and we went into the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, send to Jaffa and bring back Simon known as Peter. He has a message for you which will enable you and your whole household to be saved. But I had hardly begun speaking when the Rahu Kodesh fell on them, just as on us at the beginning. And I remembered that the Lord, what the Lord, that the Lord had said. I remembered that the Lord had said, Jonathan used to immerse people in water, but you will be immersed in the Rahu Kodesh. Therefore, if God gave them the same gift, as he gave us after we had come to put our trust in the Lord Yeshua the Messiah, who was I to stand in God's way? On hearing these things, they stopped objecting and began to praise God, saying, This means that God has enabled the Goyim as well as to do penance and have life. Thank you, Father God, for a great parashah. Lord, 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 how could anyone misinterpret this part of the Bible? Here in Acts, it's clearly uh, referring to these unclean creatures, to the people that the um, Jews were not accustomed to. But it appears that many, many Christians have misinterpreted and taken the sheep with the creatures out of context and are preaching to today's people that this means they can eat roaches and snakes. God forbid that they're doing that and not understanding or reading the whole part that explains what this was getting at. Lord, we thank you that we understand what it means, and we hope more people will understand it as well, and we hope that people will stop taking it out of context like they have been. In the name of Yeshua, we pray here today. Amen. Amen.